Okay, it's good to finally get you on the phone here. Have we been actually? You were the first one that I uh, approached about a year ago, maybe longer, <laughs> because I was trying to figure out a way to do this. So now that we have, uh, this is really good. I can't do. Sorry, I'm making bumping noises here, I'm trying to get my here. Mr. Bill will cut all this out. I. Um, <laughs> he, he does a really good good he's the station manager and he i send this all to him yeah oh no mr bill that's actually one of his promos he says not, yeah i know he says no not that mr bill the one the old guy that does the live shows around here so and now there's two of us so i've got a live show as well and we do a show on the weekend called time machine and that's uh, basically interviews from the way back, and if we have them, and we're trying to do some current ones as well, especially if some of us are still around, eh? So, <laughs> oh, thank God. Yes, indeed, you're still going strong. So uh, we figured out some technology. Um, I'm actually on the air now too, and we've got. Uh, we tried out the Skype recorder. It's pretty good, but like I said, every time I say "mm-hmm," yeah, it cuts sort of cuts out your voice. So this sounded a little bit clearer. And I try try not to to interrupt you when I ask a question because I want to hear you talking and not me going mm-hmm mm-hmm oh yes tell me more so I try to stay away so I'm not gone if you don't hear my voice for a bit so <clears throat> anyways um, I'll send this off to Mr. Bill when I'm done and then he'll edit up and and pick uh, the best parts and add music to it and uh, make an hour long maybe two hour long show depends how long, how long it takes to go so sound good. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Hi, it's Jeff Cooper from Classic Christian Rock Radio, and we're doing an interview today with Rob Castles. Hi, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. That's good. Uh, we're wondering, uh, what's your family background and your life growing up? What was it like? Well, it was kind of like leave it to Beaver. Dad would go to work, come home, and uh, Mom cooked supper. We'd eat about 530 and uh, then on Sundays, we would dress up and go to church, and First Baptist Church in Easley, South Carolina, and pretty much normal. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Normal. Awesome. Yeah. Praise God for that, eh? Uh, yeah. How did you get started in music? Well, uh, the, the choir at the First Baptist Church. I've had a choir robe on since I was four years old. Singing with all, my, you know, room of schoolmates and everything, and uh, we worked hard at it. It was all, you know, classic gospel, mm-hmm. not Southern gospel, but more classical gospel. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's great. So, when the role is called up yonder and that kind of thing, <laughs> not that. No, so, a little later than that, eh? Yeah, the big yeah. hands like holy, holy, holy. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. Um, tell us about your inter- first introduction to Christian music, I guess, would be that then. But how about contemporary Christian music, as they started to call it, or Jesus music? What was your first introduction to that? I think it was like the Five Blind Boys. It was a gospel record they did. And uh, I was started searching for it, and I went to a record shop, and Dayton, Ohio, up there visiting my in-laws. I went there and found some uh, what I hoped would be Christian, you know, more rocking, but it it turned out it was blues. Mm. And so I I just said, well, I like blues, you know. 
and I like rock too, but kind of put the two together and started playing around the guitar and stuff more. But originally, when I got saved, it was 1971 in USC in Columbia, and I had a little guitar down there. And on Christmas break, there's a bunch of musicians wanted to play, so I went home and bought an electric and brought it back and started just picking and picking and picking and picking and mm-hmm. trying to make up words. They were real stupid words. <laughs> so your first songwriting attempts. Yeah. Uh-huh. You also play piano? I do. And you tune? Yeah, that's really my main instrument is keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've always thought of you as guitar, and then I realized you're a keyboard player as well, and I know you uh, tune pianos as well for a living as as part of uh, part of your life right now. Um, you do a lot of tours and concerts, or at least you have in the past. Tell us some of them about some of them and uh, where you've gone and what has the response been like. Well, mostly uh, in the last ten years we've been going to Europe, mm. and. Uh, this all started in Portugal with uh, Denny Hurst. He's been over there, and we met him 30-something years ago, and so you can just see the amazing stuff that God, the way he works over the decades, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, who would have thought that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was working with uh, David Benson, wanted me to come over there with him. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't make it for some reason, and they asked me, could I come by myself? Hmm. I didn't know. It was scary. Yeah, yeah. Do they put do they put a band together for you over there, or do you uh, just go solo? Yeah, they put a band together. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> the, the Deso Blues Gang. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Out of uh, Lisbon, Portugal. Mm-hmm. They were really good musicians, and... Uh, but how I got really over there was a friend of mine from 20 years ago came to a concert we did over here, mm-hmm. a little little coffee house, and he talked to my wife and asked us what God's doing and all that. And <laughs> she said, well, they want us to come to Portugal. He said, well, what's stopping you? And she said, well, we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So he, he gave her a blank check mm-hmm. and said, go, wow. both of you. Wow. Then he paid for the next three tours over there. I mean, our plane tickets. Beautiful. And uh, so we felt a real purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. When we landed in Lisbon for the first time on European soil, I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> cried. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, God is in it when that happens. Eh? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. So. You, what style you would mention blues and rock? What style would you say your music is? I've heard the word boogie woogie, boogie woogie. I can't even say it. Come up a few times. So would you? I've heard you play everything from CCM ballads, rock and blues, and I think even heavy metal. Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> I can't make I can't make my mind up. You like them all, just like me. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have it's a favorite, all good. You don't have a favorite style. Uh, if I was to look on uh, your album, would it have any clue as to what your style was, or would I just have to listen? I don't know. It's been called Southern Rock. Yeah. Blues. Like my first album was uh, just, you know, it was like an accident. Mm-hmm. 
1979 that it was an evening pastoral? Yeah. Uh-huh. And a lot of people like that one the most. Wow. We uh, we got to a certain point on it, and it was tight. And the bass player that played on it was the bass player for Blackfoot. Wow. Oh, Lenny, yeah. Lenny Stadler. So we had some top players on it. Mm-hmm. My producer told me, I told him I was scared and didn't think I, I knew if I could really do this. Mm. But uh, he said, well, Rob, you've never played with real musicians. <laughs> and believe me, I, I realized, I found out that I had not wow. really played with other good musicians. And then somebody, an engineer down in Augusta, hooked us up with Steve Morse hmm. of the Dixie Dregs and now Deep Purple. Yes. And uh, I scuffed up some money and flew him into Charlotte. And uh, he played all the guitar tracks on the, that first record, even in pastoral. Oh, that's terrific! And uh, he, he just tore it up. <laughs> wow! Yeah, no, we sure know him as well, and uh, awesome. So, and in 1983, the first album I heard was Kamikaze Christian. <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> well, I'm the Kamikaze Christian. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the one that walks into temptation. Mm. And, uh, you know, God help me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like anybody, I struggle with temptation. Absolutely. And uh, I'm not a saint. Well, he says I am. Yeah. He's declared me righteous, and that blows my mind. Oh, yes. So, uh, the Kamikaze Christian was uh, just a crazy song. It, it might be the first Christian rap song that's ever been recorded. I don't know. Well, we need to check into that. I'm sure it probably was. I don't know anything earlier than that. 83. Kamikaze Christian walking into the (laughs) trap. He knows he's going to fall down, but that's just where he's at. You know? (laughs) Kamikaze Christian. Yes. And we used um, the background vocal on that Ronnie and Ricky Godfrey, the two blind brothers. Oh, wow. And uh, Ronnie played piano for Marshall Tucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were some top musicians. Some good company. Wow, some real good company. <clears throat> my first, I think my, the first song I heard on, on the radio way back was Off the Wall, 1984. And I just always loved that line, Off the Wall. Uh, I saw John 316. Uh, tell us about that song. Well, I was doing prison ministries. Mm-hmm. Things things were kind of quiet, and up in Pickens County Prison. And uh, on Wednesdays, I'd meet this older brother, and we would go from cell to cell and share the gospel with the inmates. And uh, that's what inspired it, because these uh, these guys would respond to the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so they let us shoot that video, which is on YouTube. Right. Hardly, any, mm-hmm. hardly anybody's seen it. <laughs> so outdated, it looks sick. <laughs> so you don't want us to post it on our website then? <laughs> Just let people care. find it. Okay, we might we might post it then. <laughs> but it was <laughs> Point of my reference. brother Chris mm-hmm. Castles uh, produced it. Mm-hmm. But we actually shot that in that prison. Mm down in the hole where they put them in solitary confinement. Wow. Acting up. So 
So then David Hosser was on guitar. We, those were some good times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next album was Straight Shot, is that right? 1988. Yeah. Um, musical direction the same, or did we make up some changes there? Which well, <laughs> it started evolving. Yeah. We did a lot of good music on there you can dance to. Absolutely. But we were playing a lot of cl- big clubs up in uh, Nova Scotia and hmm. uh, Canada. Yep, that's where I am now. <laughs> You're in Nova Scotia? And, no, Vancouver, B.C., Canada. So Vancouver. The, the other side of the, 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 other side oh. of the uh, country, yep. <laughs> Pacific. It's basically, basically a country of nice redneck fishermen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> good, good lobster. Yep. But uh, we played all over Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. And, uh, there was some band called, uh, oh, I can't think of them. But anyway, we uh, topped the charts in mm-hmm. uh, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. In Cashbox Magazine. Yeah. Uh, attendance in clubs over 1,200. Mm. Or was it 800? I don't know. But anyway, we had that bus, you know. That's what changed everything. Yeah, yeah. It got you around. <laughs> the record company we was with was Marada, mm-hmm. and they basically had a bunch of wealthy people investing money to lose it to write it off. Oh, boy. But the mistake they made is they didn't know we toured. Oh. So they started making money off right. of our records. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the T-shirts, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah, we had plenty of T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Going through customs and all that with that stuff was pretty complicated. Yeah, yeah. And um, let's see here. Who have, if you can recall, who have you um, toured with or shared the stage with? You, you said there's somebody in Canada. It wouldn't have been Daniel Ban or somebody like that, would it? Or uh, do you remember any of the bands that you have toured with or opened for, or they've opened for you more likely? But uh, any to uh, share with us? Uh, once I can I can think of the parody name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Did I make up? You made up names for bands? <laughs> yeah, I oh, make up parody. Give us one or two. <laughs> one called Tragically Hip. Oh yes, that's our our favorite band up here in Canada. Uh, Is that's the true? That's their real name, and uh, uh, the lead singer actually just passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. And oh, um, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah a very sad story uh, with. Uh, brain cancer basically but he would be probably they would be the number one canadian band i would say probably of really? all of all time right now even past the guess who uh at least by today's standards anyway so yes yeah, so you you toured with them or you at least uh played it no, the we did it with them. It's, a, it's a crazy horse cabaret right dark Norbert. you heard of that uh, I think so. That's Crazy Horse would have been Neil Young. I think that's his band. Would it? Would he maybe have owned it or something? I'll have to. I'll have, I'll have to check my notes now. <laughs> well, now Mr. We, Bill uh, will have to throw a tragically hip song into the interview. So that's good. <laughs> they actually opened up for us. I that's guess because they, they wanted to get through early. Yes. Well, maybe they had somewhere to go. <laughs> I hope they. I hope they stuck around and listened to you a little bit. Maybe got a little bit of the message there. So. That would be good. Uh, yeah. Warrant did the same thing here in, in Greenville. Yep, yep Warrant. They, they opened up for us because they didn't want to 
No. They had a lot of activity going on in the tour bus, which, you know, was a whatever. Mm, yeah. But the tragic, I said I knew the parody name for that group. I couldn't think of it. That sounds like <laughs> I a... I called them the Unfortunately Cool. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> And we used to say the, uh, the older version, when they're older, we'd call them the tragically broken hips or something like that. <laughs> There's all kinds of parody names for bass. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you have any stories to tell that you can tell? Uh, I know it sounds like they had a wild time in the bus. So what were you doing while they are having their wild time? I drove a lot. Yeah. I love driving that thing. Yeah. No. Well, it was pretty calm, you know. There was... Nobody drank or anything. No, that's good. So we just drank coffee and slept. <laughs> my, my my bed. Well, we had three sets of bunk beds in three different rooms, and uh, my bed was right over the engine. And I could sleep like a baby with that thing humming, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. going down seventy five. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, we we pretty much. We're not wild people. No, no. We uh, we never cheated on our wives. Mm-hmm. Amen. We uh, no, that's we okay. uh, well, actually, I never really got an offer, but I, <laughs> <laughs> my wife says, That's a "Good thing." Are you kidding me? I says, "Yeah, I'm really. They leave me alone." What does she want? <laughs> she scared she, me or something. She wants to hear you say how you turned her down. I guess so. That's sweet too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> So we'd like to also know a little bit of how your views on how Christian music has changed over the years. Well, I dropped out for 17 years. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed to be getting so uncreative to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like cookie-cutter music yeah. to me. Yeah. And uh, I just... I went and played secular. I played for a yep. secular blues band mm-hmm. called Chili Water. Mm. And we just played covered blues songs. You know, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. mm-hmm. Jane uh, Cotton, old stuff. And Good stuff, yeah. yeah. Kept, my, kept my skills up. That's great. On the piano and the harmonica. But then one day I was, uh, my old bass player, he toured with us, with Daryl Thompson. Mm-hmm. I met him in a uh, convenience store. He was stacking potato chips for free to lay, and he said, we need to get together and, you know, dust off some of them old songs. Mm-hmm. So we did, mm-hmm. and got the drummer back, Mark Childress, and these guys are pro. Mm-hmm. You know, we toured together and uh, recorded, and we played at our church for a homeless group. Mm-hmm. You know, they fed them spaghetti and brought, went and got them from a, you know, a halfway house. Mm-hmm. And I sang my old songs. And uh, yeah. the Lord, Lord just broke my heart. Yeah. I says, God, you like these songs, don't you? Yeah. 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 So that just opened my eyes. Well, let's just let's get started again, you know? Yeah. Well, we're glad you did. I totally, totally agree. That's what our station's all about. We're saying bring, keep the music alive. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we play anything um, 
I guess, newer than 17 years ago. So we probably cut out about the same time you did. And now we're, you know, picking up a few of the newer albums, but by the older artists. So it's basically classic Christian rock in the true sense of the word. Uh, we're classic. Exactly. Huh? Classic's just a way of saying old. <laughs> we're old. <laughs> you have a copy of Thunderfire? I believe we do. I'm going to check. I am have to check the library, but I think if we did... I did that one five years ago. Yes. Yes, I see that in 2012. I believe we do have it, so we'll make sure we throw that in there. And also Voyagers from 2009, I believe. That's another newer. So those are. Oh, both that good. was a lost tape. Was it? So you found yeah, it somewhere well, in the b- bottom of a shelf and and put it out. Is that it? it, it exactly, but it was wow. in a different state. We uh, we, our, we had a road manager. That's what we called him because he he poured money into the group. Yep. He could be anything he wants to. Ex- executive producer, owner, road manager. <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Ed Einstein. He flew us in one time up to Ithaca, New York, and mm-hmm. just donated. Uh, a fifth wheel with a, tra- a tractor trailer, basically, mm. full of equipment. It was bought off of uh, Michael Jackson's tour. Wow. Bag end speakers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 80,000 watt lights with a, you know, with a truss and everything to go with. Yes. Monitor speakers, two 24 channel Yamaha with a snake splitter. So we had stage and. Anyway, that was amazing, but we stopped at his house on the way back from Canada mm-hmm. and uh, spent some time in the studio, and that's where we wrote Epidemic of Love and Voyagers. So some many years later, yes. I called up that old guy and said, see if you can find those tapes. Yeah. And uh, Peter Hopper found them in a closet. <laughs> Literally. But he, he only to get a recording off of it digitally. Yeah. He could only make one pass. Oh, boy. He said that the the red oxide was smoking off the tape. Mm. But he got it. Good. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) It's touch and go with those old tapes. Apparently, too, they say the the old master tapes, sometimes they're not the best source. They've worn down. Is that right? They wear down and they deteriorate so that... They deteriorate. Yeah, like some new the remasters are using vinyl, like an unopened vinyl or the best copy of vinyl to remaster. People think, oh, that's not good. You should have the original tapes. But apparently the tape sometimes is not the best source. Yeah, well, I've done it with the vinyl. Yeah. But you get that wow and flutter stuff. A little bit, yes. <laughs> I got my hands on it. A eight quarter eight quarter inch tape right now. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got outtakes of Steve Morris's solos. Oh boy! And uh, alternative solos. Mm-hmm. And I really want to get that digital. Well, keep digital keep that stuff. for uh, bonus bonus cuts for your next album, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, he would do he'd do like three different solos and let us choose the one we want. We was totally confused. Wow. Because this one's fantastic. Yep. This one's incredible. This one's awesome. What, which one we <laughs> Maybe use them all. Make one big long solo. <laughs> you probably could do that somehow. <laughs> I'm sure if you got it dumped, you could yeah. arrange it all kind of ways. It'd be a half-hour song then, right? <laughs> Yeah. I miss the half-hour song. So do I. We have we have actually have one by Phil Keggy that we don't play often, 
uh, but it's got it's the long version of Can You See Me, and I guess there's everything in there, just long solos of this, long solos of that, but it's rare you can play it. Uh, we do have a show on Friday nights uh, called uh, Friday Night Jam where we can play those long songs. So if you make a long song, we'll play it. Not a problem. <laughs> we're not we're not uh, having uh, um, time constraints anyway. We're not trying to get to the next commercial, so there's no problem there. Yes, I just checked our um, library. We definitely have Voyagers and Thunder Fire in there, which is good. So we'll throw some of those songs in this with the interview. Um, so did I ask you already um, what... Uh, what your oh no what's your experience dealing with record labels and the CCM industry i know it's been pretty rough for a lot of people over the years oh wow uh, yeah my first experience was going to nashville and walking in <clears> with uh, who's amy grant's first husband gary chapman yeah we was talking in his office yeah yeah and we we played evening pastoral yeah after it was mastered and uh he said he just can't really do anything with this kind of music. Really? Basically, you know, it's just too rock. Wow. And, uh, but he asked me one thing. He says, yeah. tell me one thing. Who are those background singers? Mm-hmm. I said, they're just a bunch of girls from Charlotte. Yeah. You know? And uh, we used them again on Kamikaze Christian. Mm-hmm. But uh, we went to uh, next time. Marotta Records mm-hmm. out of uh, Marshall Blonstein. He owned Island Records, but uh, he was doing that those projects, you know, where all these groups could be used as write-offs. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had to go through this one guy named Roy Calloway, and somebody had warned us that he's really bad about, you know, ripping you off. Yeah. Yeah. We're standing there in the leather coats and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, our bus is outside and we've poured our lives into this project. So we told him, look, we don't understand all this lawyer stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all we can do is, if you're going to mess us up and screw us, let us know now and we'll yeah. walk. But if you do it and didn't do that, we're going to kill you. Wow. <laughs> Oh, but I would not. No. But I was just trying, just to, trying to make the point. Yeah, exactly. Get, yeah. get the idea that we were young punks. Yeah, you know? yep, yep. Not going to mess with you. <laughs> no. No. I really regret saying that, but we did do that. Yeah, yep. We're <laughs> and guess what? We got a great deal. Yep. And uh, he got thrown in jail about six months later. Oh, wow. Wow. So those weasels are out there for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Um Let's see now. What do you like best? Do you like studio or live? I'm guessing both, a bit of both, eh? I like the live when when you feel the anointing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> the waves of glory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can uh, you can preach a little bit between the songs. Yeah. Jesus dijo, yo soy el camino. Mm-hmm. Y la verdad y la vida, nadie viene al Padre sino por mí. You know, yeah. I had to learn a lot of Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I almost understood that. <laughs> I took I took up to grade 12 Spanish, but I've lost it since. But uh, uh, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, yeah, and Yeah, yeah. comes to the Father, but through me. Yeah, I caught most of that. I mean, amen, amen. So, it means the same in any language. Yes, yes, it does. 
it does. Um, when can we? What can we expect from you next? Uh, do you have a new album or any concert tours coming up or anything like that? Are you kind of on the uh, slow down for a little bit? Well, I'm very busy at my church. Yes, I play the Hammond B3 there with Big Leslie Speaker. Wow. I get my jollies doing that. You got to record some of that for us, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a PCA church, you know. Yeah. They're, they're pretty conservative, but they, they let me sing and play. Great. Uh, before I went on tour one time, they asked me to come play something. So I went to the piano and played The Devil's Got the Blues. Oh, you know? boy. How did that go over? Know, <laughs> on a, they loved it. They loved it. Good. <laughs> there were people jumping up and walking over just to see my hands play. I'm like, you know, no big deal. I've been doing this all my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> but my next big thing at church I'm so excited about is I'm going to sing Bob Seger's version of Little Drummer Boy. Oh. Come back to me. You know? Yep, I love it. Oh, I, I get to squeeze my voice. On One of my favorites. Oh, you, you've got to record that. Please record that. <laughs> well, you're encouraging. Yeah. yeah. I, the thing about recording is, is to, I'm old school. I only yeah. know one way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's to hire the engineer mm-hmm. and pay him by the hour in the studio. Yeah. And wind up spending $8,000. Oh, you know, that's sweet. Yeah, it's a lot. To do a fantastic record. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I don't do demos very well. No. I like doing albums. Yeah, yeah, just do it. But I found, uh, I got a friend here that God's hooked me up with that don't charge me nothing. Oh, cool. And I put my six-foot grand in there, and I got a digital Hammond in there. Nice. I was working in there last week. But uh, I've written a lot of worship songs. Mm-hmm. Just for my church. Yeah, mm-hmm. Taking scriptures and putting them to music. So, and that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. I hear an album idea right there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Castles does Praise and Worship. I think that'd be great. That's what my dad said. <laughs> I think that would be so good. You know, rock it a little bit, but I think uh, you could do it. You know, a little bit of blues, a little bit of rock in there. That would be awesome. Wonder, I'd buy it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got one song. Uh, mm-hmm. Forgive me for talking about myself. No, that's why we call you. I didn't call. Oh, okay. <laughs> I called you. <laughs> I have a lot. Of, yeah. Well, my uh, my latest thing that I've done is batting one hundred percent. Is uh, the Lord's Prayer put to a ballad blues piano Whoa. with jazz chords, mm-hmm. and it's the Lord's Prayer, and. Uh, I played it up. You know, I've hooked up with this group out of Nashville, mm-hmm. the Sanctuary Worship Man. Jim Laverty's the leader of it, and he's the bass player for Baron Cross. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And uh, he's the leader of it. And, I mean, we were in Switzerland at the uh, Elements of Rock Festival mm-hmm. in March. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've got, you know, the privilege to play with them over there. I also got to play with a White Cross. Beautiful. Yeah, two of our favorite bands you just named, so there you go. Rex Carroll actually asked me to play, and mm. 
he's funny. Yeah. Because all, all I had was one keyboard. It was like a Yamaha motif, which I don't know anything about. Yeah. And uh, I went, took it to him and says, can you help me program this to a, a good Hammond organ? Mm. <laughs> he said, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> he had plenty of stuff on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I played a couple of songs with them. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could have heard that. That would just be terrific. Well, it's on YouTube. Yeah, okay. I'm looking it up then. <laughs> EMR 2016. Okay. Uh, 2017. Okay, we'll look that yeah. up for sure. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, I'm only on two songs there. Yeah. Okay, we'll look that up. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to look a lot about YouTube when I hang up. Um, do you prefer, you did a Kickstarter last time, is that right? Do you prefer doing that, or are you trying to think of other ways to put out records? I've never done the Kickstarter. Okay, what was your, your last album was on a record label then, right? I, no, Thunder Fire is on my label. Oh, your label, okay, of course. I just, I remember I saw a Facebook post of yours saying that you didn't want to do Kickstarter, so I just assumed you must have done one before, but you don't want to do a Kickstarter um, my wife really don't want. I don't want to do it, and she don't want to do it. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to beg for bread. No, you know? no. But um, if I do do it, I don't, it's tempting. Yeah, yeah. See what the response yeah. would be. But yeah. uh, basically, how I did Thunderfires, I sold my house. Okay. <laughs> and I took a chunk of it. Yeah. Well, a part of it. But now I live in a single-wide mobile home on Lake Hartwell. <laughs> oh, boy. So that was... We already we already had this place. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's one way. But we are so happy yes. being out of debt. Well, you that's know? the best part, eh? There you go. We're debt-free. Well, that's great. Praise God for that. Wow. That is, that's a good part. So if you were going to do... I would recommend Kickstarter, but you could pray about that. As I know, some people had success. My only issue with it is it takes so long to get the album, it seems, because they keep finding more stuff and more bonus tracks and more of this and more of that. And it seems like you're almost better to be given a date for a release and you just look for it. Whereas Kickstarter, people tend to think it's coming out next week because we've already paid for it. You know what I mean? To get that mentality of, I paid for something, now I want it. So it's probably the only drawback I would have. <laughs> Well, my good friend Scott Wesley Brown did that on his last record, oh, yes. The Validator. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. He he got that CD to me real quick. Yeah, that's good. Some some are real quick with it. I just know others it's taking a little long, a couple I'm waiting on. But uh, it's okay. Sometimes it happens. The only thing good about, well, one of the good things about Kickstarter is that you don't have to put out money first. So for you, it would uh, be, you know, you basically... Uh, if you get the money, you make the album. If you don't, everybody gets their money back. I think something like that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your. You told us earlier a little bit about your songwriting process. But how would you go about writing a song? Uh it's just inspiration. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and come over here and write things down. Yeah. My wife don't even. She just rolls over. She knows what's going You're on. You're writing another song. Yeah, well, keep well, keep them coming. So we've got uh, hopefully another album to look forward. Maybe a worship and praise album would be awesome from you. It would be just great. Uh, any little tours we can promote at all? Anything, any appearances you like to talk about? Uh, this could be played any time within the next 20 years, but 
Um, <laughs> we could edit that part out later, but maybe for the immediate time, um, is there anything we can uh, promote for you? Oh, well, no, really. Not right just, now. We were at Audio Feed uh-huh. with the Sanctuary Worship Band in July. That's the last thing I've done. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. I put my digital organ in my digital piano mm-hmm. and our Volkswagen Golf yeah. hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine from Vancouver here went to that. I told him to say hello to you. I don't know if he did or not, but he, <laughs> probably a lot of people at that, right? Yeah, it's pretty well attended. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, the next thing that I've got on on schedule is the elements of rock yep. and uh, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. That's in March. Okay, good. Well, we have listeners over there. I was just looking at our little map, and there's somebody over there listening. So uh, listeners all around the world from the station being on Internet, which is great. So um, that's awesome. Really good. Um, Your voice is great. Okay, yeah. thanks. Let everybody know that. <laughs> I appreciate she that. Sounds good. I appreciate that. Well, we love your voice too, obviously, and uh, we love your thank your you. music and your ministry. And we just want to thank you for the many years of music, and uh, hopefully many more as well. And uh, thank you so much for this, Rob. It's been a real pleasure. And I'm going to turn off my recorder now. Any last words for Thanks. the audience before I turn off the recorder? <laughs> rock on the rock, baby. There we go. Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, good. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> so, so 